Alright. Well, what day is it today? I forgot. <laughs> that quarantine life. I literally don't know what day it is. <laughs> it's Wednesday, babe. It's podcast day. Podcast is keeping me on track. Welcome to the More Light Podcast, a podcast exploring family life in real time. I'm your host, Ben, and with me is my beautiful wife, Elizabeth. What's up, guys? Well, what's up, cats? <laughs> Has anyone called you a cat? Not in a long time. Actually... Gabe Bullock might might have called me a cool cat or something. I feel like that's something I've heard him say. Oh, he did? I think so. Hey, Gabe. He would be the one to call you a cat. A cool cat. I had a friend in high school who would always call me cat. He'd, oh. say, he'd say, what's up, cat? What's up, cat? <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I think it, it just sounds so awkward that way. Oh, I don't yeah. know. I don't, maybe, maybe he said it differently. Maybe it was more like... Um, What's up, dog? I don't know. Yeah, that, what's that up, sounds, dog? Yeah, that's not. That sounds a little better than what's up, cat. I think it was always in reference to other people. Like, yeah. what are those cats doing? Oh, that, that's it. That sounds good. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, <laughs> we are super hyped to be here um, in quarantine mode doing this podcast on money today. Mm. And um, we've been really challenged by it, I feel like. Um, challenged by the subject of money, um, you know, what, what is it doing in our hearts? Like, what's it doing to us? Um, and so we're 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 pretty excited to come come to today um, just to hang out with you and um, spend some time thinking through money mm-hmm. and actually even th- uh, thinking through how it's affected our family mm. um, and in a lot of different ways. Uh, the the plan I thought would be for us to first sort of talk through and discuss the fact that money, um, without a doubt, can become an idol. Um, Want to talk through that for sure, um, and also the fact that our possessions can often cloud our vision. And we're going to talk through that a little bit about. Um, the eye and what Jesus talks about in Matthew 6 there. And then also we're going to talk about how money um, is a cruel master. Mm-hmm. Um, something, and, and just on this point for now, something that uh, I've been reading that the ancients wrote uh, a lot about money, they would always reference the love of money um, to like the sea and drinking sea water. Um, drinking seawater, you're, you're actually not fulfilling your thirst, right? You're just, right. you're continuing to thirst. I've never drank seawater, so I'll, I'll trust the ancients. It actually makes you more thirsty. Have you drank seawater? No, but I'm sure. I mean, come on. <laughs> is, is it because it it's salty water? <laughs> yeah. Just trusting their word on it. <laughs> You know, it makes you more thirsty. I think money has that same yeah. effect. It's yeah. a cruel master because right. you think you're receiving something, mm-hmm. um, but you're 
in reality, you're only getting something that you're going to want more of. Mm -hmm. And you're actually never going to have enough of. Right. So that's kind of where we're headed. Um, this idea of idolatry, I think it's kind of, it's always good to have somewhat of a working definition. Oh yeah. Um, so for that, I actually have been reading Counterfeit Gods by Tim Keller in the bath. <laughs> in the bath. We've been really into baths lately. Yeah. Yeah. It's a weird thing. You should try it. Let me know if you need a bath recipe. Have I told you how it's affected me though, for real? I get out of the See? bath. So like the first day. Yeah. I got out of the bath and I almost mm -hmm. like fell over on the floor. Yeah, you need to drink water. Because it's like, wow, what did you put in my bath? <laughs> <laughs> Actually, a lot of different things <laughs> for another podcast. <laughs> you want to have a whole podcast on baths? Uh, sure. <laughs> on baths? I really like that. Uh, Tim Keller in his book, Counterfeit Gods. Um, I'll have it in show notes for you. But he, he says here, a counterfeit god... Is anything so central and essential to your life that should you lose it, your life would feel hardly worth living? An idol has such a controlling position in your heart that you can spend most, most of your passion and energy, your emotional and financial resources on it without a second thought. It could be family and children, career and making money or achievement and critical acclaim or saving face and social standing it can be a variety of different things mm -hmm. <clears throat> but most fundamentally i think what we're talking about today is money mm. and how and how it can do that right um it can be the center of our life right um and and it can be, if it's the center of our life, it can be an excruciating experience to go through loss of that because it's an idol. Right. Because it has, um, it has that place in our heart. Um, we have bowed down to it. We have crowned it. Um, money has quickly become the king of our hearts. I feel that. Another book talking about this, and I'm just going to go there now because it's such a great quote, <laughs> is Sex and Money. Now, we're not talking about sex today. <laughs> <laughs> Another podcast. <laughs> you said it. Okay. No, I didn't say it. Okay. <laughs> we'll do it. Cool. Um, this idea of <laughs> people's attention. <laughs> this idea of um, money being an idol in our heart. Paul Tripp, in his book um, *Sex and Money*, says, "King money has whispered big promises in our ears, hmm. and we have believed his lies, and we live in hot pursuit of what he has no right to promise and no power to deliver. Life." So yeah, money promises life. It sets out, you know, it has an agenda for your, for your life and it has all of these different um, ways of whispering lies mm -mm. into you and, and it has no power to do those things. I think we, like, we often believe the lie 
that money can do something for us that it has really it has real it doesn't have any power to actually accomplish mm. right it just leaves you more thirsty yeah yeah and this idea of idolatry Jesus talks about in um, Matthew 6 which we're going to be discussing today and really Jesus says why are you like don't lay up treasures that can that are you know that can be destroyed that people can come and steal um, why are you laying up treasures for yourself that you know like that um, and the the lie that the money tells us especially when we're worshiping it as a god mm-hmm. it's essentially telling us like oh i can protect myself my money can protect me mm-hmm. from this this and that um, or my money can that my money has the power to make somebody like me. Um, and guys, straight up, that's just what the Bible calls idolatry. It's making money something that it should never be. And it's and, and we and we do it and it doesn't actually work. Like it's not doing the things we want it to do. Or it does for a moment. Like if we were using our money to buy the best clothes or have the best car so people will like us. Man, that's a really bad reason to use your money. I mean, it's going to let you down. Yeah. It's just going to let you down. And I think I've been let down by it so much. Me too. You know. And and I was doing it in a functional way. It's not like I was thinking, oh, if I just buy these clothes and look a certain way... Since, since, since I have the money right now, I can buy that pair of jeans and then people will like me for that. Like, I don't think I was like cognitively thinking that in that moment, um, but I was functionally believing it. Yeah. It makes me think about like Levi and toys. Hmm. So like <clears throat> Levi, if, we, if he runs into something... Whether at Goodwill, because that's where we shop a lot. <laughs> He's always wanting to go to the toy section. The Ark, but it's the same thing at the thrift store. His his eyes light up when he sees something that he wants. Um, and then if we're ever in the mood, which we're normally not. <laughs> <laughs> and if we are in the mood, we typically regret. <laughs> to, you know, purchase him something. And that's why I have a hard time with Christmas, too, because this is what happens a lot of times when you mm. get Christmas gifts, too. You, you think that that thing will actually give you some fulfillment. And it's even if it's as small of a thing as, like, a toy car, you know. So, so for example, right now, Levi, like, had to have this motorcycle. Yeah, Remember? exactly. And where's the motorcycle? Right? Yeah, I'm looking out the window Yeah, right it's now. right there, out in the middle it's of the yard. It's freaking hanging out on the it's do- been dog piss. Thr- it's it's been- getting pissed on. Moose is pissing on it. <laughs> That's a disgusting word. <clears throat> But yeah, it's been sitting in the yard for three days now, so he obviously cares a lot about that thing that he just had to have. Now that, that <clears throat> now that never happens with us, right? <laughs> what yeah. we what we saw in his eyes is what happens in our heart. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Here's the thing though with us that can really catch us for real. Yeah. Um, as our family continues to grow, uh, you know, we 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 are just discontent people. We are. Yeah. We, you know, you get one thing and then you're like, oh, 
I think I need something bigger. Like a house. <laughs> I mean, I get it. Like, we're a family of four with a dog. Okay, I'll include Moose. But he is a very important part. But I, I understand it. Like, you know, we used to live in an apartment and that's okay. Like, uh-huh. you know, we obviously needed more space. Um, right. I, I don't think I could go back to an apartment after experiencing a yard in a house. Yeah. But I find that, I find that it never stops. Yeah. Like now we're in this space. And this is more than enough space for our family. Oh, this is great. Um, but it is t- it is tempting. I was gonna, that's not to say it's it's yeah. not that's that's not to say it's tempting to think through. Oh well, the, look at that. It's look at look that at house that. in that city. It's more affordable and it's bigger. <clears throat> Money can be an idol. It's something we're always looking to. Mm. Um, and 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 y'all, we gotta watch that. Like, and I I know I have to watch that too. Um, you know, if it has that controlling power over us, it's, you know, it's something we got to watch out for. Mm. But this week, it was, it's also, it's like tricky too. Money's really tricky because as we've been like, you've, you've been reading a lot on the topic of money and I've really been praying that the Lord would expose during this time of quarantine, like the hold money has on my heart and considering just like, future securities and finances and um we are pretty well like we're not in like a terrible situation with money at this moment and so like i'm we're not panicking is what i'm trying to say Mm -hmm. during this crisis and what a like a privilege that is and so in my boredom all these ads are coming up for these stupid but really cute sweatpants and I, and i definitely bought some <laughs> but <laughs> but guys i mean come on we're going to be doing this for the foreseeable future you got to have some cute lounge shorts that i don't have so i wasn't very content there and i did cave but then these ads just kept coming up and up and up and like i found myself feeling like guilty about it so if i was on the computer looking at them and ben came around the corner i was like wanting to hide it from him and I'm mostly just confessing this because of oh. what was going on in my heart. I already confessed this to you. <laughs> what was going on in my heart? Like, why was I feeling shame about that? And that was because I was just doing it out of boredom. Um, I was just doing it to avoid really good things, like hard things, or avoid feeling pain in a certain area, or like mm-hmm. um, not being content with what I have, or like. Um, Hmm. yeah, yeah, I'm not sure which other way to, to say it, but then I also had to conclude like, um, I had to sit on it for a while and just walk away and just be like knowing that buying something for someone else, like there's these cute little skateboard shirts for our boys. Like it's okay to make that purchase as long as you're examining your heart in it. And mm-hmm. So I had to examine and empty out some of the cart and just pick the two shirts that like, because it's it's not it's not a bad thing, but mm. anyway, yeah. Mostly wanted to confess that just because 
I prayed that the Lord would expose my heart and he's exposing some of the hopes that um, I have. Yeah. Well. Now, that's that's what we're trying to talk about and um, it matters. Yeah. You know, Jesus cares so much for your heart. Mm -hmm. He cares so much for your heart. And that's why he's warning us in Matthew 6, saying, money is a bad God. Um, it, it, it's a bad, it's just a bad idol. Like, don't, don't devote your life to something like that that can just um, pretend to be something it can't be. So Jesus moves on from that idea um, to explaining you know, to us why money is a bad God. Mm. Because it clouds our vision. Um, and Paul Tripp in his book uh, continues to write, The eyes of your heart are always envisioning something. They are always fixed and focused on some hope, some dream, something of value that you are after. What the eyes of your heart envision will shape what your physical eyes look for and notice. Your physical vision is not neutral. No, it is guided by the eyes of your heart. Mm -hmm. The treasures of your heart mm -hmm. will always shape the way you see. Mm -hmm. And as I've been thinking on this idea of um, eyes of heart, I just think it's so crucially important to think about that like what is directing your desires what what you know what what is it that's doing that mm -hmm. um, yeah. yeah and that's that's kind of a hard question to ask because half of the time we don't even know what's going on in our heart and our, in our desires so you're going to really have to like keep an eye out for it like trust mm -hmm. that as you're asking god to show you that he's going to show you like this week where he sh he's showing me. And I think he's continuing to show me. I don't have like a clear understanding of what was going on in my heart while I was sitting at that computer. Um, but, uh, I would just say, keep asking the Lord to expose your heart. Um, you can also look at your bank account and examine that and pray through that and see the ways that you're, um, spending it, It's, it's, I mean, for you, maybe it's obvious, but I think for most of us, it's hard to see um, mm. where we're putting our trust in money. Yeah, it is. Because greed is blind, right? Mm. Well, that's why he's praying for the eyes of your heart to be enlightened, that you may see the hope to which you were called. Who's um, praying that where? That's Ephesians, isn't it? Ephesians 1. And I mean, the whole book is, yeah, Ephesians has been such a good book for me to sit in. Oh, Ephesians 1 right here. I, I got it. So. Yeah. Um, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give you a spirit of wisdom and of revelation in the knowledge of him, having the eyes of your hearts enlightened, mm -hmm. that you may know what is the hope to which he has called you. Mm-hmm. What are the riches of his glorious mm -hmm. inheritance in the saints? And what is the immeasurable greatness of his power 
toward us who believe. I love that language so much. The immeasurable greatness. I do too. It's such a cool imagery. It's so appropriate. Yeah, it is so appropriate. And the riches of the glory of his grace in Christ Jesus. Mm. Wow. Yeah, and so money has a very um, active role in clouding the way we see. Mm-hmm. Um, it can really come into our lives as a as just a a great um, you know blinder mm-hmm. to to reality. Money can't do for you what you think it can. Mm-hmm. Stop putting your hope in it. Like on that quote, Trip was talking about like, what are you hoping in? Mm-hmm. Well, and really, willpower doesn't have a lot of control over desire. So you need to like not just stop. You need to really be fervent in praying that the Lord would show you because um, yeah, because it's it's also really powerful. It has a lot of control over our hearts. Um, well, and, and in this verse, he says, like, don't just stop. You can't, like, you can't, you know, you can't just stop. I mean, that's the goal, <clears throat> right? That's the goal to stop. But, yeah. but it's just that this, how do you, how do you get there? Like, how, yeah. how do you stop? <laughs> and not, not on your own. You can't just stop it. Exactly. Yeah. So the spirit has to come yeah. and open your eyes to the truth and richness found in Jesus Christ alone. Guys, weight, um, power, glory, honor, riches, those things belong to Jesus only. Those things don't belong um, to anybody else or to any other thing, especially this subject of money. Those things belong to Christ alone. Mm -hmm. And that's why he says, having the eye, you know, he's praying. He's praying right to the Father that they may that He may give you that He may give you. Mm. It's a gift. This mm. this whole idea is a gift that He may give you a spirit of wisdom, that He might give you knowledge, that He might open your eyes, mm. um, and that that you may know, that you may know whole body. Right. That you yeah. may that you may know what He has called you to, yeah. and what has He called you to? The riches of His glorious inheritance. Dude, amen. Like, dude, I can't open my eyes. You know? I can't even see that as glorious apart from him doing that for me. And and when he does that, man, it is. It's, it is glorious. So we have to replace, we have to replace the, um, we have to replace the thought of money with the thought of the gospel. And I, I think we definitely need to talk about this idea because it's so crucially important to remember. Um, do you have that verse? What is it? Second Corinthians eight. Um, I can look it up. Is it eight? Second Corinthians eight. Why well, I flipped right to it. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's meant to be that was divine page turning. Okay. <laughs> uh, Before we read it, because here's what here's what I want us yeah. to see is that like. We have to see that money doesn't work, but we have to turn to something else that does work, that actually will quench our thirst, um, that that actually will fulfill the things that we 
desire, you know, that we have a desire for. The things that actually hold weight mm-hmm. and and richness. Yeah. Well, so in Second Corinthians, Paul is um, in, in chapter eight. He's encouraging the Ephesians, not the Ephesians, <laughs> the Ephesians, <laughs> the Corinthians to give generously. Um, and to persuade them, he says, For you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. This is verse 9. That though he was rich, yet for your sake he became poor, hmm. so that you by his poverty might become rich. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that is so important. To reflect on the mm-hmm. poverty of Christ is yeah. it just so crucial to this conversation. Mm-hmm. Because here's what we're not saying. Hey, you know, wake up. You need to change your the way you think. You need to take this step towards walking away from money. Doing this is not okay. Dude, if, if you think you're going to hear us like do a self-help thing, you're going to be sorely disappointed because like, we're not about that. Yeah. Transformation cannot happen that way. No. This is transfer. This is where transformation takes place. Mm -hmm. Looking at the poverty of Christ. For Um, our sake. Yeah. Tim Keller, uh, talks about this verse and he says, um, when you see him dying to make you his treasure, that will make him yours. I have to like I have to like say that again. It's so good. But when you see him dying mm-hmm. to make you his treasure, mm. that will make him yours. Money will cease, or you could just say money will stop. Money will cease to be the currency of your significance and security, and you will want to bless others with what you have. So this is where generosity, this is like where it flows from. Generosity flows from this whole reality that money's a bad master. Yeah. um, That you don't own it. It's not yours. Um, Your possessions own you if you live that way. Yeah. Um, And generosity flows from this understanding that it's a gift given from God for us not to hoard or or to like worship, but for us to give. Mm. That's where generosity flows from, and I'm mm. like super passionate about that. Well, it reminds me of the sermon from Kevin Colley from Redeemer Fellowship in Kansas City, where he talks about money. We could put it in show notes. Yeah, we'll definitely put that as a resource because it's the best sermon we've ever heard on money. Um, but what money does is it exposes your heart, and so what he's saying here is like, one, your your money is not your own. Like God gave you your money, and so when you kind of put money in its place, and you're reminded that that this kind of goes into your last point of money being a cruel master, mm-hmm. because Jesus is a kind of master. And yeah. I mean, I'm not quoting his sermon exactly. You should just listen to the sermon because he's an he's an incredible communicator. Um, but it's this whole idea of like. Use your money, like be content with what you have. That's in Second Timothy, I mean First Timothy, um, and and use your money to like be generous to other people for their sake, for their flourishing. So like, 
um, so that they can see the riches of the glory of Christ Jesus in your generosity. Mm. So they can see the kingdom of God or so that they can see, um, man, we're so, we're so close fisted with money. We need to be people that are more generous because Christ was so generous with us. And he has, God has given us everything that we have. It's not ours. I think it's so tempting in our culture to like, be like, okay, you've got to have this much money to do this, to do that. And while some of that is wise, like God flips some of that wisdom on its head. And so we have to just like, if you're intimate and you have God, like if you have that closeness with him and you're in relationship with him, he's, you have to trust, like he's going to guide and direct you. And he's going to ask you, you to do things and to give generously that don't seem super logical, but we can trust him with it. Mm. Um, like having people over for dinner, did buy them that good quality meat. Don't skimp out and just get like cheap spaghetti noodles and sauce. Like, I mean, spaghetti and sauce is good, but what I'm saying is like, yeah, for their sake and their flourishing, like Christ and, poured out his wealth for us. Yeah. And it's a really small sacrifice to feed 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 people in like that physical way, good nourishing food. And like Ben and I really believe that how you nourish your body has a lot to do with like your spiritual health too. And, um, your physical and your mental health, all of that. Hmm. That might've rambled too. No, that was, that was, dude, that was freaking great. Cool. And like Jesus has poured his wealth out for us. Yeah. And, and so, (laughs) We're wealthy because he has done that for us. Right. It We're not talking like money. Has no. Right. It has uh, nothing to do with a number. No. Now, and, and here's the thing. When we worship Jesus like that, when he becomes king of our hearts, man, Jesus, he makes it so clear. You don't have to worry about possession. Those things will be added to you. Yeah, Matthew 6. Like those things will be <laughs> You know, that'll be added to you. Mm-hmm. Uh, worship me as Lord. Don't mm-hmm. worship your money as Lord. Mm-hmm. And those things will be added to you. It's why in the Lord's Prayer, too, he says, give us this day our daily bread. Mm. Um, I think that's both physical and spiritual because Jesus is the bread of life. He invites us to lay aside fleeting treasures mm-hmm. into his eternal wealth. Mm-hmm. Isaiah 55 says, Mm. Come everyone who thirsts, come to the waters, and he who has no money. Mm. Dude, anti-cultural. Talk about... (laughs) Dude, there is a a dollar symbol behind what it should look like for you to be a human right now. Around every corner, everyone's trying to tell you how much you should have to to own or be something. Mm -hmm. Single or family. Dude, that is... We feel it as a family right Mm -hmm. now because... I guess you're supposed to... Yeah. Yeah. But listen to this word. (laughs) Come to the waters, and he who has no money... (laughs) That is so freeing to me, especially as a skater growing up. (laughs) (laughs) Come buy and eat, right? Come buy wine. Why why is Isaiah using the word buy? Because the price is... Like, it's free, but it wasn't cheap. Yeah. Came at great cost. Oh man, I get excited about that stuff. 
come buy wine and, and milk without money and without price. Mm-hmm. And then he goes on to talk, ask questions of like this idea of money is a cruel master. Why do you spend your money for that which is not bread and your labor for that which does not satisfy? Mm-hmm. Listen diligently to me and eat what is good. Mm-hmm. And why are we doing those things? Why? Well, you know, such good questions from the prophet Isaiah. <laughs> Isaiah chapter 55. Thanks, Isaiah. Um, beautiful, like beautiful stuff. Um, I'm just really glad we even got this moment to talk through with you guys. Yeah. The manipulating powers behind money um, and what it can make us think, what it can make us feel. Um, how it can control everything about us and um, let's let's look to the wealth of Jesus and how he's poured he's poured out his wealth mm-hmm. he became poor that we might become rich guys we're rich you know it's 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 a it's a much Better Jesus wealth for you. Jesus wealth for you. Jesus wealth for you. I ain't talking about money. (laughs) And he won't make your life comfortable either. No. Like we're not like saying he's he's but he's gonna bless you richly in different ways. Um it's it it's not like necessarily financial comfort. Although he he may do that, but he might not. That's up to him. Um so I think Psalm 6210 is a perfect way to end this podcast today. Um, you want to read that, babe? Yeah, let's do it. Um, what, a, what a beautiful verse. And by the way, um, I, I sang this psalm. And so if you want to go listen to it. Um, it's, it's a free download. It's a free download on bandcamp.com. And just search my name. Full name, um, Benjamin. Yeah. Benjamin and, um when I was singing this, actually, my I was like starting to tear up a little bit yeah. because it's such a, a powerful truth. But it's Psalm sixty-two, ten. It's really short. If riches increase, set your heart not on them. I think. Or set not your heart on them. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it was really encouraging. And helpful to me this week to look at money and the role it's been playing in our family even. Mm-hmm. And like, if there's any ways we can be praying for you guys, please email us. Or shoot us a message on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Just shoot us a message on Instagram. If any of this is or, like... Or email on our contact page. If any of this to you is like, man, I've really been struggling and... Um, are there like how are you guys filling your life with Christ? And we'd love to like just share with you guys ideas, because we're all in this together. Like this is a challenge for all of us. I mean, I've been really thankful. We, I don't know if you and I have ever really done a study on money too much, and so this has been really like it's kind of started our journey. We're not like experts on this at all, mm-hmm. like not by any means. Um, but yeah, we're we're together with you. We're doing this too. Yeah, so please reach out. Um, it's always encouraging to hear from you guys. Um, this has been a lot of fun. Um, uh, check out our website. We're going to have our blogs up 
um, Friday, Saturday this week, um, and I'm going to be writing a blog on the poverty of Christ. Um, and I think Elizabeth, she's just going to be to be determined. album with two songs uh, How Firm a Foundation and one other song by our favorite uh, one of our favorite singer-songwriters, Nathan Bartain He's probably our favorite The Wonderful Grace of Jesus and that'll cap that off, really excited about that Um, so yeah thank you guys for hanging out, we love you guys see you next time peace